0: Good day, everyone. Welcome to the Stuff Magazine podcast, your weekly wrap-up of the week's important news and technology and all things trendy. Today, I'm joined by my boss and good friend, Toby Shapshack.
1: How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Happy New Year. And, and to you as well. Happy, happy New Year. Happy New Year to everybody. I assume you had a good break? I, indeed. As best as you can during a global pandemic, but... Uh, I mean, the usual conversation you have at this time of year is around New Year's resolutions, isn't it? But I think everybody's resolution is to get off WhatsApp. Um, yes,
0: that was, that was a very good segue. That's our first thing we want to talk about this morning.
1: WhatsApp has been doing some rather shady things. Well, it, well, it always has since it's become part of uh, Facebook. The interesting thing, though, is that this... Secu- this uh, update to its privacy terms is actually relatively minor and quite cosmetic. There are a lot of these terms and conditions that have already been approved or agreed to. But it really has been the ca- the, the, the the straw that broke the back of the public's mm. trust, isn't it? it, it suddenly mm. people are conscious of the fact that they give so much and they get so little from social media networks, and and it's and it's really quite fascinating to see how um, people have just responded to it. I it's mean, been a it, mass exodus. In, indeed, I mean, if you're on Telegram, you would have seen this hordes of people popping up. It oh, yeah. re- really is a terrible software floor of Telegrams.
0: Last, last, yeah, it really is. Can we just not? Uh, you can you can set
1: notifications off for, for Telegram for new people joining. That you can, but you can't. St- I've since discovered Stop Them Showing Up. Yes, that's true. They Um, always
0: do pop up in in your little um, text feed, which is very, very frustrating. This last weekend, there was about 20 different notifications of people that I knew just joining out of nowhere. Well, not out of nowhere. We know why, because I think the big thing that people aren't um, uh, okay with anymore is that WhatsApp is now forcing people to uh, share their data with Facebook, right? Uh, I mean, it's been in place in 2016 2016, there was the the Terms and Conditions update that essentially allowed users to opt out of sharing the information with Facebook. And um, I mean, it was a bit of a shady implementation because you had to do a bit of a workaround to turn it off and get yourself out of that loop. But from last week, all WhatsApp users are being forced into... Giving their data to Facebook, and if they don't, they have to be they'll, they'll be kicked off the app. They can't use it.
1: Yeah, it really is the Godfather saying, oh, "I'm going to make you an offer you can't <laughs> refuse." That's a very good impression. I'm a big fan. Um, but the 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 problem is, is that Facebook needs all of these terms and conditions because they're trying to implement what many people and and I agree is a is a. A strategy of so deeply integrating WhatsApp and Messenger and Facebook and all of these – Facebook Messenger and all of these other apps so that when the government says you've got to split them up, they can say, no, we can't. They're too deeply integrated. Now, of course, this is going on right now. The the, the FTC and 46 U.S. states sued Facebook last year. And how tone deaf can you be? Well, I mean, you know, I, mean I don't even
0: know if it's – it's very clearly purposeful, Right they clearly know that like, in order for that those um, lawsuits to go through, they need to show that these systems can be broken up. So it seems like a very uh, convenient timing for all of a sudden these terms and conditions
1: to update, right, for WhatsApp. I know, but tone-deaf from Facebook and from Mark Zuckerberg, I mean, he has a history of tone-deafness. Remember, after it was suggested that uh, Cambridge Analytica had somehow mm. influenced Brexit and the US... T- Presidential elections in 2016, and his quote was, That's a pretty crazy idea. Turns out it was true. I mean, That's this is the true. same guy who's Jewish, like me, who said Holocaust ni- denialists aren't intentionally getting it wrong. Oh, they are very intentionally very getting it wrong. Obviously. I mean, they're usually white nationalists, you know, fascist, neo Nazis. That's very intentional. And, uh, and, you know, he's, he, he's the person who's ultimately in control of this vast empire. What we saw with the suspension of Donald Trump is that Facebook and Twitter and everybody else was running scared for the entire time Trump was president. And as soon as he wasn't, then they started behaving in a totally different way.
0: As soon as they realized that he wasn't going to be bringing in as much money as he was, a lot of, I think a lot of them turned around and said, okay, off our platform. Well, there
1: are two things. One's user engagement, and he certainly brings that. And two, he breaks the rules. And everybody has been pointing out over and over and over that he breaks the rules and that he gets away with it. And, of course, he got away with it because he was the president. And when he got angry, he threatened to revoke Section 230 uh, of of the legislature that covers Internet traffic, which absolves... The publishers, the content, the the platforms, uh, from responsibility for what people publish. And that I think is one of the laws that 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 is going to be reviewed under the Joe Biden presidency. Which, you know, I mean, (laughs) I'm so relieved. Uh, It's you know what. Who isn't relieved that
0: there's like? It's so nice to wake up and not have to worry about the U.S. potentially nuking someone else. (laughs)
1: Fair, fair. <laughs> anyway, back to WhatsApp and and the and the issue with WhatsApp and Facebook is that I mean a lot of I've I've been watching the surge of telegram users. They got seventy in seventy-two hours they got twenty-five million new users. They hit five hundred million users last week. Yeah, it's taken them over the half a billion mark, and good for them. What is the difference? People keep saying to me. And I say, Well, telegrams owned by a Russian guy who developed it so that his own country couldn't snoop in him after he was forced to sell uh, his uh, his very successful Russian internet business. Pavel Durov, I think his name is. Yeah, very, very successful business. And he was forced to sell it by, basically, the Russian states. They made him a deal he couldn't refuse. <laughs> so his intention is to create a, a, a network where where his own government can't spy on him. So that compares to Facebook, which is a company that makes tens of billions of dollars of profit every single year.
0: By using users' data. Exactly, by knowing as much
1: about us as they possibly can. Their business model is predicated on data mining their own customers to sell them more. Right, I've heard that before. I've heard it from all those people that sell uh, Amway. Mm. Your friend is not a friend. They're just a business opportunity you haven't capitalized on yet. That's what Facebook is. Facebook's hauled us into some kind of Amway-like universe, whether we like it or not.
0: We are the products that they sell. And we are
1: the products, and we are being sold to the advertisers, and that is the significant difference. I'm really quite sad about it because WhatsApp's actually great software. It's a really good app.
0: It's, it's a really f- well-made app.
1: It's really good. And the fact that it, that that its owners are who they are means it has to go. And people really have to get this. Do
0: you think this changes in any way the um, widespread... Because um, I know you've brought it up uh, previously on the show uh, in the past. Um, the widespread conspiracy theories and, and fake garbage that people spread around WhatsApp. Because WhatsApp is... Horrifically prolific at uh, people forwarding on messages without actually thinking about what they what they're um, sending on, and it's a massive problem on the app. And do you, do you one do you wonder if Facebook is actually going to do anything about that with like this new these new conditions? Because they've said that they were going to be doing closer monitoring of WhatsApp post these the the, the terms and conditions rollout. out. I wonder how effective that is going to be in, uh, implemented, you know, how effectively that's going to be implemented.
1: One would hope so. I mean, I, I have to say, I have um, very little trust and faith in Facebook ever doing the right thing, certainly not leading from the front. Obviously, it was Twitter that banned Trump first. Interestingly, the only social network that hasn't done anything new about this vast trove of disinformation and. Uh, Rampant conspiracy theories like QAnon and uh, anti vaxxers is Pinterest. Pinterest has come down hard from the very beginning on misinformation, on anti vaxxers on all of these crazy conspiracy nutters. Um, and they have uh, they have um, made sure that it, their platform doesn't allow it. Now, all of the platforms can not allow it immediately, yeah, but Facebook and YouTube, get their money from how many people look at posts or videos or views. That's their process. So even if it's untrue, even if it's socially damaging, even if it's beyond the realms of science and rationality, they don't stop because yeah. they need the traffic. Yeah. So this kind of paltry excuse that 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 Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg have been offering up all this time, that uh, they downrank it. All that means is that it's still there. People can still get to it. And the Nutters have a way of getting there. I mean, Well,
0: the people who are most driven to look at that stuff are going to find it no matter what, no matter where you hide it. Like yes. It's and, not and hiding they, it.
1: And there is no way to use rationality to convince these people that anything else is true. Here's an interesting thought experiment. The FTC and 46 U.S. Attorneys General, that's how you pronounce it, Attorneys General, are suing Facebook for antitrust, anti-competitive behavior, and they want them to sell off WhatsApp and Instagram. Now, I think both of those could be standalone businesses in their own right. If you look at how Facebook's integrated merchant accounts into both uh, Instagram and WhatsApp, you can you can work with a business, interact with a business, deal with a business very easily directly through them. They don't need the mothership. Um, and as we said, wh- WhatsApp's actually really great software. There's so many things WhatsApp does that are really the best mm. of all the messaging apps. And why we all end up there, apart from the obvious network effect of over two billion of us on it. But in the early days, WhatsApp cost a dollar. I very happily paid a dollar. I would pay a dollar a year. Easily. I would uh, pay I a dollar a month. i the same. i did the same. You know, like a small token amount. And if you got, you know, half of the people on Instagram who could afford to and who would do it so that they didn't have to uh, have their data mined, um, half the people on Instagram paying a dollar a year, that's a billion-dollar business, a dollar a month, you know, I, I and and use a freemium model where, you know, people who people who want to… Customize their app further. Or do something can pay a fee. Yeah. I'd happily do that, and I'm sure a vast majority of people would do that. So he has a very interesting thing that people keep telling me about. I'm not on Facebook. I, I don't have the app, and I don't have Instagram or Messenger on my phone. I haven't for about three years very now. Very wise. So I'm not in the Facebook universe. It's remarkable. If anything important happens on Facebook that I need to know about, somebody tells me. (laughs) Just the information gets to you. So I miss a few birthday parties or afternoon fates or markets. What can I say? But for the most part, my life has been unencumbered for the last three years. So I'm not a good test case. But a friend of mine, when I told him the story, messaged me and he said that he, he was having a conversation with his sister on WhatsApp about a medical condition I suspected I had. Next time I looked on Facebook, there was a suggestion for me to join a support group for that very thing. So last week I was, I was on uh, High Felt with DJ Fresh, and I told him the same story. And I said, ah, people have done this. And a guy messaged in to say, I typed hepatitis in WhatsApp and it appeared on Facebook. Shapshack is correct. Mm. And that's really fucking scary. You have to cut out. That's really, really scary. So Facebook says it can't read our messages. It's encrypted end-to-end, the content of the conversation, be it text or voice messages or... Pictures of kids or but whatever it's else.
0: clearly being get up, you know, it's clearly getting There's, out
1: there. So now, two examples doesn't make a global case, sure. but oh. you Google this and try it yourself and tell me what your results are, please. I'm at Shapshack on Twitter and at StuffSA. I'm really keen to see if this mm. is a much broader uh, phenomenon. But, but here's the thing if they're reading medical conditions, what else are they reading? And people make a terrible mistake, Brad, where they say, I've got nothing to hide or who cares. Yes, we do. What's it's happened today, is, yeah. is is, we have become so nonchalant about our most personal, private, intimate details. This is not the stuff we should be putting on a on a social platform. We're all going to look back at the last 15, 20 years of history and go – what was wrong with you people? It's like the Victorians were suddenly told uh, from day one that they could all wear miniskirts and suddenly the whole you know, mm. population threw off their long robes.
0: I think a lot of people misconstrue like, losing one's privacy or having your privacy diminished to having secrets like you know you, you talk about sort of you don't want your privacy like exposed and people say I don't have any secrets I have nothing to to hide but it's I, not I, the point though you know sure
1: i mean i think that's a a subset of it maybe that's a millennial consciousness because yeah. I, I doesn't occur to me but but i come from this fundamental belief system where these are deeply private personal intimate things it, it, you shouldn't be sharing them with the world they're your private things whether it's you know and and i know a lot of people get a lot of support and a lot of catharsis from from dealing with red diseases on twitter and youtube and other places and i have friends who've done that and i it's not my way mm. i think this lack of understanding the difference between the public and the personal spaces is a real problem in in society in general you know and 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 i and i feel that we have just given away some secret part of ourselves and we don't even realize that we've like given this away i mean Mm -hmm. it's truly tragic and i hope successive generations just get a bit more discerning about what is what you should say in public and what you shouldn't just just not we're not talking like absurdly outdated public manners or mores we're just talking about what is private there's got to be some privacy in our lives that's Mm. that's the kind of thing that that we need and some intimate details and yet we have allowed ourselves to be manipulated by these massive technology companies and social networks who've told us um tell us everything about you the more you tell the more friends you'll get on Mm. facebook you know if you can become an instagram influencer you'll be famous you know it 's all wrong. these people are not doing this for our best interests, please believe me Facebook instagram, youtube uh, Google. none of these big tech clients care about us as individuals they We are the product that they sell to their advertisers. The more they know about us, the more personalized information they have about our uh, likes, dislikes, what we like, where we drive, what shops we have. You know, part of what WhatsApp wants in this cache of information is what phones you have, what apps you've installed, your contacts. You know, what happens if your contacts saved my home address and their details? They've given that to Facebook. Facebook gives it to everybody. The next thing people know what suburb I'm in and some QAnon crazy pops up outside because they heard me call them call uh, QAnon Nostradamus they heard me call QAnon Nostradamus they heard me call QAnon modern day Nostradamus for stupid people <laughs> you know who knows I, not, now not not just me I don't give away privacy my access to my data someone else does it because I'm in their context book hmm. now how is that right how is that morally acceptable how is that correct and of course uh, the the, the Facebook argument certainly. Mark Zuckerberg says it over and over. We give people a free service, therefore they got to give us something in return. Well, let, let me tell you just about the the value of what we give away. We give away, let's say a hundred dollars worth of value, and Facebook in return gives us ten dollars. Next year it'll be nine dollars fifty because they need to cut costs. You know, so the so the value of what we're getting from these social networks and what they're giving us are just they're just not the same they're totally totally disproportional and it's really it's just got to stop so even though this whatsapp outrage is is pretty limited and 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 cosmetic in many ways at last people get it and people get that they are they are handing over something personal and intimate that that is theirs and theirs alone or theirs to share with their closest people and they're giving it to the world and all they're getting in return is more customized adverts for cosmetics or uh, what's the latest phase I see everywhere or saw everywhere in December. Uh, pajamas that look like suits that you could work from home. We even wrote a story about it we on wrote, stuff. We did write a story about it. It, it, it was everywhere. you know. Yeah. So um, I, I just don't see the value. I don't see that we are getting the value of what, what we are giving to Facebook and Google and all of the others. and I, And gladly, the world is seeing it too.
0: What, so, so, what would you recommend um, people go for? Telegram, Signal. I know you use Telegram quite a bit. Uh,
1: Telegram and Signal are both fine. Uh, the, you know, Telegram, Telegram works very well across platforms. Uh, there's, you know, for my purposes, there are more people on it now than there are on WhatsApp, yeah. and I'm very happy to stick with that. Signal I use for a lot of my uh, journalism contacts who are very strict about privacy, and that's fine. I... You know I think both of them are both it's of nice them to have are fine. both
0: servicing a different sort of uh, use
1: for you i suppose yeah exactly and and in fact i mean, I mean for a while it was actually quite helpful, but now that that ship has sailed um whilst testing an Apple watch, I managed to turn off all the notifications for all the things but what I really wanted to see and and telegram was where I communicated on we use it on stuff we use and on Where stuff, yeah. Uh, we talk on Scroller Africa and my wife and and business partner. So actually, Telegram for for a long time, for the last I don't know six months or so, has been limited to only the most important messages that I need. And now, you know, now it's it's overflowing, and I'm I'm happy with that. I'd much rather have uh, Telegram as a as a primary communication mechanism than WhatsApp. And the key thing, as I say over and over, one company is owned by. A Russian guy who doesn't want the to, government his, to get his, his government to snoop on his messages, and the others owned by a, a company that is the the, the, the absolute antithesis. pinnacle. Antithesis. Yeah, the uh, tith, firstly the antithesis of that, but the absolute pinnacle of of capitalist surveillance, uh, surveillance capitalism, mm. um, and makes tens of billions of dollars of profit every single year by knowing as much about us as it can. And, and even though they can't read the messages, they know what phone sent it, they know who we sent it to, they know where I am, they know where you are, they know where I drove for lunch, they know what shopping centers yeah. I prefer. All of this is extra information and, and real-time information, where you're driving, where you live, where you're shopping, what you're doing, that is just as valuable as, as uh, this guy who said he typed hepatitis. And uh and Shane, if you're listening, sorry man. I, I, I hope it was just an uh, I hope it was just a test and you don't actually have it.
0: <laughs> I can't believe we just gave. <laughs> okay, okay. I never
1: used his surname. <laughs> he knows who he is. So that's probably a good place to uh to end this on, on um on that point. And uh I'm sorry if I've sounded a bit like a, a, a soapboxer and I've frothed at the mouth a little bit. I really just you did think clean up
0: after yourself, to be fair.
1: True. I, I just really think the world has got to get that with Facebook and Google, you are the product. If you are getting something for free, somebody's paying, and, it, and it's usually us. And, that, and that's part of the reason I'm such a fan of Microsoft and Apple. Mm. I buy services from them. I buy hardware from them. Um, and I pay for it with my credit card and yeah. not with bits and pieces of my personal life. They do not data mine me as a customer. I find that deeply and profoundly rewarding. Who would have thought, you know, in 2021 we would look back at one of the great anti-competitive companies of its era, Microsoft in the in the 80s and the 90s, um, uh, well, 90s and 2000s, and, uh, and call them a bastion of good governance, yeah. similarly with Apple. But that's the bottom line. They have a business model where they sell you something, a physical thing, a service, uh, uh, a phone, a beautiful Surface Pro, uh, an iPhone. They sell you something, you pay for it, and they don't mine you to sell you to someone else. That's Just benevolence, really. Is. Just benevolent overlords, aren't they? Well, that's the most we can hope for these <laughs> days. You've been listening to The Stuff Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we'll Check out see the you website
0: over at uh, stuff.co.za.
1: And uh, you follow us on Twitter. We are at StuffSA. In the last week, you can read Brad and Marseille and Brett's amazing coverage of the Samsung launch. Uh, we're going to do a separate podcast about that and uh, all of the great devices that they have produced.